there. You're listening to the Steve Fun Speak On It podcast. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by our hosts and guest panelists are their own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of the Steve Fund. Before we begin our conversation, it is important to note that the information shared on this podcast cannot and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with a health or mental health care professional. If you or a loved one need help, please reach out to a health or mental health provider or the Steve Fund Crisis Text Line, which you can access by texting STEVE to 741-741. Thank you and enjoy. Welcome back to Speak On at Season 2, Secrets of Well-Being. In this episode, we'll be discussing spiritual well-being, affirmations, and words of power. Joining us today are Dr. Siobhan Wellington and Jada Thompson. Uh, Siobhan Wellington is a former YAB member and recently graduated medical student planning to pursue a career in psychiatry. She is currently doing her residency, and her enthusiasm for mental health developed due to her clinical experiences in medical school, the effects of complex trauma on her community, and her personal experience with anxiety. Jada Thompson, she, her, is currently pursuing her master's in public health and health promotion and health education at UT Health School of Public Health in Houston, Texas. Her goal is to address and resolve the health disparities faced by BIPOC as well as sexual and gender minorities, uh, youth living in rural communities. Thank you for being here, Siobhan and Jada. I guess my rose would technically, I guess, be today. So my birthday is tomorrow, and my family, they kind of took me out to eat um, a bud. Um, I would say it's a job opportunity that I hope I get. I won't find out until next Friday. Honestly, a lot of my assignments this week (laughs) are my thorns. I think my thorn is similar to yours. Um, Definitely assignments. Uh, this semester, um, a lot of my professors are using a program called VoiceThread, which has been a very interesting learning opportunity and in getting adjusted to that system. Um, a rose for this week is that I got to spend some time with a friend at a coffee shop that, uh, and we just got to hang out and talk and study together. So that was nice. Um, and then a but is ugh, so, so many opportunities for buds. Um, I guess the most immediate is that the quarantine that I typically do for my plants when I bring them back from the like garden centers or whatnot um, is starting to close and so they can be introduced to the rest of my plants in my room and my little dream of having like a little jungle inside my like bedroom is coming to fruition so that's really exciting. So my thorn probably of the week would be maybe not getting any sleep last night, but the rose was that I made some new friends. We played some music, which was awesome. And the bud would be going into next week, looking forward to going to like more choir rehearsals and like starting to get, I guess, initiated into that whole thing. So my rose for the week was yesterday I had, I attended an event. Um, with my institution and basically it was like an underrepresented in medicine event we got to eat really good food meet people from a variety of different residency programs Um, and it was just a really good time and it was nice to see um, and spend some time with people that look like me Um, my 
bud is, I guess, more of a general thing is getting the hang of residency, which I still feel like is a process. Um, and then my thorn is related and it's feeling like I'm not where I want quite where I want to be yet at this point in my training. So thank you everyone for sharing your roses, buds, and thorns for this week. And let's go ahead and define spiritual well-being. As described by the National Wellness Institute, spiritual wellness, or as we're calling it, well-being, encompasses how one recognizes the search for meaning and purpose in human existence. This includes the development of a deep appreciation for the depth and extents of life and natural forces that exist in the universe. For me, I think like sometimes when I like redefinitions, I like talk about the universe and uh, like life and stuff. Like sometimes there's like some dissonance or something that happens where I'm like, oh, that sounds a little too like out there. I think for me, I would agree with you, Jay. Like, um, like the use of the term universe um, is challenging for me at times, and I think that's because like for me, my spiritual well-being is very much focused on a specific faith background. So I have like a hard time sometimes when I hear the term universe, but I also recognize that um, like spiritual well-being looks different for different people. So recognizing that for me, it's because I'm coming from a very specific angle that that's why I would probably get more specific. My priority is with my relationship with God and that everything that I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis is keeping him in mind in terms of my behaviors, the way that I interact with other people, um, the way that I'm thinking about myself. For me, spirituality is kind of what your relationship looks like with the things that you can't control. Um, that's kind of my short answer for it. And so I want to thank all of y'all for your perspectives and interpretations for spiritual well-being. Um, and to kind of circle around to our main point of the STEE Fund um, and connect with BIPOC experiences. And for our audience, BIPOC stands for Black Indigenous People of Color. Um, what are y'all's experiences or experiences that you've heard or seen um, as related to spiritual well-being for BIPOCs? Well, I know one thing is, um, I guess, just the whole dynamic around um, spirituality and mental health care and just having one negate the need for the other. I think that's maybe a recurring theme in the like communities of color, I think, around the world. Um, I think it's important to realize that like I think there's definitely room in someone's life for both, especially if it's like kind of called for. Um, and I think sometimes people might even think like you're not doing your spiritual life right if you need help with your mental health. I think that might be some sort of like stigma or misconception um, that a lot of people have. Could not have said it better myself, Danny. Um, that is something that I have struggled with at times, given that I have anxiety um, and I kind of get in my head at sometimes and be like, well, maybe I'm not like praying enough or maybe I'm not doing certain things and that's why I'm dealing with this. And recognizing in myself like it's not about that it's more I'm dealing with this thing called anxiety and I have multiple outlets that I can and resources that I can use to address my anxieties whether that be praying whether that be reading the bible whether that be going to a therapist and in some cases for some people using medications 
all of that is more than okay and it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. I definitely agree. Like, I think for me, um, for the longest time, I was also in the same boat where um, I would focus primarily or rely primarily on my spirituality to help with my mental health. Um, so I grew up in a Christian Presbyterian background. Um, and so for my mother, primarily, she was the primary like churchgoer in my more immediate family. And then my extended family, we have like Catholics, um, Presbyterians, Baptist, um, Taoist, all over the place in terms of that. Um, but with her, um, I think as someone who came to the States as an immigrant that didn't speak English very well, going to a Korean church really helped build that community. Um, so it kind of really helped with her social well-being and mental well-being, but also in terms of her spiritual well-being to be able to connect with others and kind of be affirmed that, you know, like the, like, in terms of like our background, you know, like God is watching you, God is here for you. Um, and like this church, this community is here for you as well in terms of working together. Um, and I think in that sense, it has been really helpful um, for some minority populations. Now for me, um, as someone who grew up in that background, as someone who identifies as a gay man, um, that didn't necessarily resonate with me, especially with some of the teachings from the churches that I particularly went to. I'm not saying this is applicable to all churches because I know there are very affirming churches out there. But for me, um, it kind of turned me away from like more of the religious or organized backgrounds. And I kind of turned into more of like individual solitary, like spiritual practices. And I think that's how I've been able to connect with my spiritual well-being. Um, and kind of connect to my purpose and why. And I think uh, that has also been really affirming to be able to be like, hey, like you don't necessarily need like a crowd or religious back, uh, religious group to like back you up in terms of helping you with your spiritual way of life, but that's also um, okay as well. I was curious, Jay, if you'd like to share, like, what are some of your individual spiritual practices that you've, like, engaged in that you found really helpful, if any? Um, I think for me, it's just being able to pray by myself um, and being able to um, connect more abstract ways of thinking and put that into, like, my practices. So, like, um, with, like, votive candles, and for those that are not sure what votive candles are. They're just like uh, dedication candles that you put for people. Um, so like, I think for me, that's been really helpful because I think for how I grew up, like that wasn't what we did and how we prayed exactly. So I like to kind of mishmash things to help with my prayers and stuff like that. That's cool. Um, I think one of the one of the things that I do, because um, I also come from, I come from a Baptist background um and like with my grandmother especially my grandmother of uh, being like the main churchgoer and all of her siblings and all of my family um and then also interacting in church so like I'm in the choir she's a deaconess so it's like I come from that very like religious background and I kind of started like shying away from religion and going into spirituality probably like around high school because like you were saying Jay like some of the some of the teachings and I mean this is at churches that I've been to um 
some of the teachings I just didn't really agree with. And so I kind of was like, mm, I don't know about this. So I kind of wanted to branch off um, and kind of do my own thing. And so like, well, one of the things like with praying, like I kind of felt weird praying in front of other people. <laughs> I don't know, like I never really felt comfortable. Like if we were all like praying together, like I would kind of like keep to myself. So one of the things I've done, I write my prayers down in like a book or a journal. And so then like at the end of the week, I can look back and see like, you know, oh, you know, this, you know, this was addressed or, you know, this is something that I hope can be addressed in the future. And But yeah, I totally, totally agree with you on that. Like wanting to be doing things like by myself is a lot better for me than doing it in like a group type setting. Um, I use like a Bible app and my friends and I sometimes do plans together and it, it's like a mutual exchange in terms of spiritual growth. But I also like to do stuff on my own, especially prayer as well. I'm like more of a shy person. So like sometimes <laughs> um, like when I'm at church and and like um, like we're praying, like kind of like what you were talking about, Jada, together, it's like a little overwhelming sometimes for me. Um, and I also have like a little box I haven't used it in a bit of time, but I have a little box that I sometimes put like prayers in and like, I'll go and kind of read, like, say I'm one night deciding, okay, I'm going to pray about these specific things. And I kind of have them in a box. And many of those prayers that I have in that box have um, come to fruition. And that's been such a blessing to see that manifestation as well. I also grew up going to a church every single Sunday. And one thing I remember is I probably would have been more shy than I was, but I remember like any time like the people in the church started singing a song, like my dad was like, sing out, like don't be afraid to sing out. So that was like a really big thing. It's like, that's one way to, I guess, show your love for God and to praise God is to just use the voice that he gave you. I guess that was the idea. So I remember doing that a lot. And I continued to do that through high school. I went to a Catholic high school. And um, I think that often like masses were kind of recharging for me. And I remember walking out of many of them and feeling like a lot more at peace. And it was definitely cool to have that community. Like, I guess one argument I've heard for like sticking with a church or a format like that is like, maybe you don't agree with everything, but is it really worth sacrificing the community? And I guess that's something to take into consideration. Like if you can't find a better one at the moment. I guess that's something to think about. And there are other types of groups too that aren't necessarily labeled as spiritual groups, but like my cross country team or things like that. Like I remember running in nature being a really grounding experience for me. So, and recently I've gotten in, well, I've actually been into yoga for a really long time, but I was recently certified as a yoga instructor this summer. And that's something I've found to like also be very centering for me. And I'll do that like every morning. And it almost always, I feel like makes my day go better. So to kind of follow up with that, like, how do y'all identify, like, or how does your identity come into play when um, y'all discuss, like, your spirituality or religious practices and overall well-being? I think for me, uh, my identity as a Christian comes first before anything else. Um and it, that is challenging at times because I'm in the field of medicine, which can be demanding and can often feel like that's the identity that I'm supposed to carry first. Um, and that is then a barrier at times when like, if I've had to work 
when I would normally attend church or um, certain holidays or other things not being viewed the same way as as other holidays. Um, so those are there are times when I kind of have this like not battle, but I have to find my ways to keep centered with my identity as a Christian before anything else. Um, and then also my identity as a black woman is probably like the second most, like the second most important identity for me. Um, again, and I would actually put that one even before physician as well. So when things are happening in the community that are directly affecting people that look like me, you know, it affects me different from some of my peers at times. So I think, I think the two that can sometimes have conflict is like identity as Christian and identity as physician. Um, I think my identity as a black woman and my identity as a Christian, those two marry very well for me, but the identity sometimes as a physician and the identity as a Christian can sometimes have conflict uh, because of, you know, some of the people in this field, you know, their beliefs may be different. And unfortunately, sometimes physicians say things to people of my faith background that are kind of like demeaning or kind of putting them down, like, oh, you're believing this instead of trusting. And it, it can it can definitely be complicated and complex at times. Some people will, you know, really emphasize the importance of prayer. Um, and believing in faith that they can be healed. Like in the Bible, there are a lot of scriptures about healing and um, some people will be praying and, and, and hoping for their loved one to be healed. And in some cases, some people might uh, have apprehensions about choosing medical care. Some people will try the medical care and the prayer, it depends on the person. Um, and sometimes physicians kind of like look at it as, how do I say this? Um, they're kind of delusional, unfortunately, and don't have that respect for the fact that someone may have a different belief from them. And it's not just, you know, focused on science. I think there's this very big disregard for what you cannot see in science. And a lot of religion and spirituality has to do with like individual experience and things that you can't really explain in scientific terms. So I could definitely see that as being like a source of conflict. Yeah, I think like for me, like uh, one of the like dissonances that I've seen in the scientific community and like with religion is like the concept of faith and hope um, and how like you were mentioning Danny those are typically immeasurable in comparison to like things and uh, discussions of like miracles and etc are also things that are like oh those are like one and whatever whatever probabilities of being able to happen um, but I think for me like spiritual being is like being able to connect the things that are like that can't be explained by science for whatever reason it's a way for me to be able to uh, st uh it's a way for me to connect and be like okay there's there's something greater that's happening here in the moment right like and sometimes it can be explained by science and other times to be determined <laughs> so i think uh that was a really great point that you brought up siobhan um thank you for that i think it's really important to also be sensitive uh, with the way that you communicate with certain like groups. Um, so I'm primarily talking about like uh, queer groups um, and maybe atheist and agnostic people where, you know, like the phrase like, oh, I'll pray for you or I'll keep you and you're my prayers and et cetera. Those could potentially be triggers for those individuals. 
um, even though I want to flip and reverse this as well, um, that for religious individuals, when they mention that, um, that comes from a very kind place, right? Like it's a place of like, I'm keeping you in my thoughts. I'm asking for help. I'm asking for whatever it is that you're asking for or praying for. Um, and I think that's amazing. Um, but I think also on the flip side, it can also be very triggering for individuals that have had negative interactions um, through those backgrounds. So I'm not saying there's like a black and white thing. I'm just saying there's like a back and forth type of thing. And I'd just be curious to see like y'all's perspectives on that. Um, any ideas on how to maybe communicate um, from both sides. I think this is a really good question. Like, I guess after the yoga retreat, we were all still in this group chat. And whenever somebody shared something with the group or they asked for prayers, like there didn't seem to be any sort of like discrimination against any type of support that people would send. Like they could be like, I'm keeping you in my heart. Or I'm sending you light and love, which is really, I feel like a common phrase in yoga or sending prayers or thinking of you during this difficult time. It didn't seem like any particular one was like valued over the others, but I know in other spaces, it might be like, why would you say sending prayers? Or why wouldn't you say sending prayers? So I don't know. I mean, I guess it's up to the person. Like, it depends on what they would appreciate the most. And I guess normally people try to just phrase it however the person who's receiving it will like. Or maybe it's just based on their own spiritual practice. But I think nowadays, it's, I think it's maybe more widely accepted to just say, like, I'm thinking of you or something. I, I feel like maybe several years ago like you had to say like sending prayers or it wouldn't like be legitimate enough I don't know I feel like nowadays people are leaning towards spirituality like more than ever but I feel like that's just maybe what I've seen I think the way that you phrased that was really interesting Danny where it's like you just so like I guess focus on what the recipient would be open to as opposed to like how you would be open to it um, which kind of makes me think of like the way that we do like happy holidays instead of like Merry Christmas and all that to be like inclusive of other individuals. Um, yeah, that was a really interesting point. Thank you for sharing that, Danny. I don't know, Jada, Siobhan, your thoughts? Yeah, I was kind of going uh, along the lines of Danny, like, you know, just ask people what they're comfortable with, like, you know, just ask them it wouldn't hurt um because you don't want to like offend somebody and you might not mean it at all like more than likely you don't mean it but it offends someone and so I think just asking people like what are they comfortable with um like when it comes to spirituality and religion um just like making sure that they're fine uh with the like what's being said or like the language that's being used um because I mean you don't want to like offend anybody and like keep them away and you, you know you don't want to exclude anyone and so if I guess just making sure that that comfort is there um from like the beginning something that can probably be a way to I guess resolve or address that um area I think this one was kind of hard for me to answer, actually, because this is one of the situations where I kind of don't know what to say sometimes. Like, I'm like, am I going to say praying? 
Um, or am I going to say like, I don't know something else. Like, I don't know what sounds right or, or like, I guess what's true for me. I, I feel like I probably don't pray enough. I do try to meditate sometimes, but I, I do believe that prayer is powerful and I think we should do it more. But I also question like how many people actually do it when they're like praying for you. I'm like, are they actually doing it? Or are they just doing it now? But like, have they not prayed for like months before this? And now it's like a really important time. I don't know. This is like random thoughts, but it's like, what, what do people's prayer lives even look like anymore? Like I, I went to church a lot growing up and I know like kneeling on the pew and just like closing your eyes and um, as people are receiving the Eucharist. Um, and then I did like nightly prayers and I think we did morning prayers here and there, but it, it just felt like saying words and then other times felt a little bit more powerful. Like maybe when I was meditating or when I was praying with the group of people, for some reason that just felt more profound to me. So I don't know, I guess it just differs from person to person. And I sometimes wonder what prayer looks like for different people. Um, for me, in terms of prayer, um, I've been intimidated by praying at times. Because, like when you're at church, oftentimes, you know, you, you got the people who are just, you know, they know how to say the right words and they put it together so nicely. and I'm like, okay, that's not me. Like, I, I don't know how to say it so polished. But over the years, I've learned that, like, prayer is a conversation. And so I try to usually pray in the morning. I try to pray before I, like, travel. Um, more often than not, before I eat, sometimes I forget. Um, sometimes at night. And then, like, throughout the day, like, if there's a difficult moment or... I, I need help getting through a space, you know, like it'd be, it's sometimes as simple as saying like, Lord, help me through this moment. Um, and then I know like at my church, uh, they have like prayer meetings and they used to do them in person before COVID. So like one night a week, you know, they would have different people from the congregation come together and pray. And so like, kind of like what you were talking about, Danny, like I think for some people like praying in a group setting can be so powerful for them. And I think that that's actually the setting that they might find to be um, more like rejuvenating in terms of praying. And then um, some people praying uh, by themselves is, is uh, more comfy and more uh, restorative. So I think it is definitely different for different people. And I just realized I do do that. Like sometimes I'll say like a short prayer. I remember my cross country coach from high school taught us his prayer, like St. Teresa of Little Flower in this hour, show thy power. Like just say that before a race. And now sometimes I literally just say it for anything. Like even something that's just stressing me out, I'll just say the prayer and like, hopefully this works or add something to this experience. But I think it, it is keeping that conversation open and it can like kind of give you strength. And I know sometimes I've heard like, like you can do all things through God who strengthens you. And like, realizing it's not you, just you who's doing it, like you, you're supported, like you kind of have God behind you, you have like your family behind you, you have, I don't know, like you can kind of think of it like that sometimes and kind of makes it easier to do certain things that might be really difficult, like just realizing you're not in it by yourself, you're not alone. I think that's a big part of like spirituality too, just like having that community, physical and spiritual, and just um, like feeling that sense of connection and just not feeling like you're doing it by yourself. Because I do a lot of like solitary practice, um, I do tend to like miss the community feel every now and then and being able to have the like social connection to be able to discuss like certain spiritual views and ideas and kind of have that like back and forth. Um, 
but I think uh, for me at least, like the pros of at least um, having my space, the me time, and not having the social anxiety that happens with, you know, like saying the wrong thing or saying the wrong prayer um, in that scenario. Do you feel like your fear of like saying the wrong thing or saying the wrong prayer like kind of keeps you away from engaging like in the spiritual groups? I think for me, like a lot of my prayers are very personal and I like to keep a lot of my personal prayers to myself as opposed to sharing it with people um, because again, just the churches that I've been to, um, they tend to be quite gossipy. Um, and so some of the things that I would share wouldn't necessarily stay within that circle and you know like everybody and anybody ends up like finding out what you're praying about what you're praying for um and sometimes if it's not as personal maybe it's something that you're asking for healing and help and keeping thoughts like like a sick family member and etc like that's amazing but if it's sometimes a little more personal like for career ambitions relationships and etc um I just personally don't like that information being spread all over the place. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, Jay. Um, I I come from a I come from a very small small church, <laughs> so like, and then me also being super shy, not really like talkative to people, um, and then also being like one of the youngest members in the church, I kind of felt weird if I you know, had to, like, pray and say what I was praying about, because it's, like, you know, like, as a kid, you'd be, like, oh, I hope I get this toy, like, you know, that's your prayer kind of thing, so it's just, like, I'll be embarrassed if I, like, said, oh, God, please give me the we <laughs> for my birthday kind of thing or something. I, I think, at least in, in my experience, um, similar to, like, Jay, like, I didn't feel comfortable doing a lot or interacting a lot in church because it was more of that community that group type of setting where it's kind of like a group share and I kind of never really did like to do anything in that type of format because of fear being judged um like I guess that you know that's just something that eventually you kind of grow out of but it's still like in the back of my mind um now that I'm older I try not to like fret so much about like being judged um but it's still there so I kind of have like that fear when it comes to that element of like you know religion it's just like it's focused on group and community and I have no problem with that that's amazing but it's like I kind of still want to be to myself and <laughs> be very introverted and keep things like just between me you know and God um, like just direct streamline and it's not like mini streamlines <laughs> um, just to get there you know so um, I totally understand exactly what you mean Jay. I think what's been helpful for me because I'm also a shy person um, is finding like even if it's a few people that I know that I can really trust and that I feel really like comfortable, like sharing, you know, spiritual struggles that I'm having. Like I'm on a platform with people who are practicing abstinence. And I mean, in the society we're in right now, abstinence is not necessarily popular. 
Um, and it's been really helpful to like meet people with a similar mindset. And there's been, there have been a few people on there that have actually like had communications with off of that site. And, you know, we text every now and again, and we talk to each other about different struggles that we're having. And it's helpful for me as someone who's also introverted, as someone who's also shy to have like more of that one-on-one type of conversation or um, even friends that I made outside of that app that I, you know, might've met in person or wherever it may be that I met them, having those like individuals that I know I can say, listen, today was a rough day. Let me tell you what happened and know that that person, my, my, whatever I'm telling them is safe with them. They're going to pray for me and on my behalf. And, you know, I can have that open dialogue with them and still feel safe. All right. So um, moving on, uh, Siobhan, with all the topics that we discussed, like, what are your initial thoughts on how one can balance their spiritual well-being with life's pressures? That's a great question. I'm still figuring that out. Um, So one thing I try to make sure I do every day is read at least a passage from the Bible every day. Um, Some days I get through chapters or a chapter and other days it tends to be smaller passages, but Um, like I mentioned before, I use this Bible app and it's helpful because they have like different plans on different topics. So recently I've been really trying to focus on choosing joy, um, especially when you have so many pressures going, there are so many pressures that you have going on in your life. You know, for me right now, I'm in this place in my professional career that is very challenging for me. I'm in the like trenches trying to learn how to actually be a doctor Um, And I'm trying to really focus on choosing joy. So I just recently did a Bible plan on that. And it was so helpful. Even if that was the only thing I read for the the day, um, it was super helpful to just remind me like different ways that I can focus on in the midst of everything going on in life. Um, Something else that I've, I've been doing is I have this app called My Affirmations and it allows you to, they have like pre-made ones in the app but you can also add your own. So I have like some biblically based ones. I have some that focus on like physical health, mental health, um, and things that focus on healing from different areas as well. And so every day I have like a different uh, affirmation come into my phone and throughout the day I can read that and kind of keep myself sort of centered um, and focus on in the midst of everything going on. Here's, here's a positive comment for today that you can remind yourself of. So sometimes it's like, I'm learning to love myself more every day. Sometimes it's as simple as that. Other times it'll be something based off of a specific scripture. Um, other times it's been things like, you know, I forgive myself for my past mistakes, like simple things that, you know, you sometimes forget in the midst of, you know, having to go to work and, you know, you had that fight with your loved one and you had all this other stuff going on is helpful to kind of have something to remind myself um, of something positive every day. I love that. I especially love how you're mentioning like you try to read a little bit of scripture um, no matter how long the scripture is for and I think for me um, that's also something that I'm coming to realize that like you know like for my spiritual being and practices like it doesn't necessarily have to be the whole shebang and I don't necessarily need to you like dedicate consistently every day for um as long as I can make space for a little bit of time to be able to connect with my spirituality um I think that is a way that I can deal with life's pressures um I think 
in addition, I also have uh, like little like words of power and or like little mantras that I've made um, that kind of help me both spiritually and also like mentally. So like if I am in a state where I'm like, I'm about to go off on someone, I like find a little space to myself and, you know, like I repeat my mantra, do my breathing and grounding exercises. And it really helps me like reconnect and remember like what I'm here for, what my purpose is and move forward from whatever the irritant or thing that triggered me was. I don't really find myself reading the Bible as much. Um, But I think one way that I did find that I can do that, like have that instant connection and me time, reflection time, it's like through music. Um, I love music. I'm a music nerd. And so I think one specific genre that like I know for sure will like, you know, get me through like, oh, I'm stressed out because of this. Um, Family is acting up, (laughs) Um, you know, saying some things, things are being said, like gospel music, Um, like old school gospel music, like your Shirley Caesars um, (laughs) type gospel music is like what gets me through um, like some like really rough patches Um, because like just like the messages and you know the rhythms and harmonies and everything it's just like I I just love um, I love everything about it and so I I kind of use that as like my outlet um, and connection with my spirituality Um, and I mean it looks different for everyone and so like I wish (laughs) I had like the um, I guess like like attention span or like just the um just non-laziness to read the bible and you know to find that spiritual connection through readings but like you know it's different for everyone and I find like through gospel music like I totally totally I can get that connection so so attention span wise something that helps me is like um they have different versions on the app that's like audio. Um, so like as someone who loves music myself, I'm finding that it's e- it's becoming easier for me to read when I listen, especially if I'm reading like a longer passage. Um, yeah, cause sometimes I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking at the words and I'm like, why is it sticking in my brain? What's going on? And so I find like audio listening to the act, like listening to the scriptures rather than me trying to like, read it helps sometimes as well and music is yes on car rides that keeps me sane like my I feel like my car has become my own like personal church um and that's often sometimes when I'm doing like most of my prison work and it only helps to get through the day as well looks like it's about time for us to wrap up and um, before we do I wanted to see if we could go around and see what everyone would like for our audience to take away from today's conversation. For me what I would like to take away from this conversation is just a lot I feel like a lot of really practical tips are like shared today and like personal things and I'm glad we kind of got to just discuss like how we see religion and spirituality in today's modern like rapidly changing world and I think it's cool to be able to give people like ideas of things they can do 
where like they can actually incorporate their spiritual practice in their day-to-day life whether it's like listening to like the audio bible or listening to gospel music in the car or realizing that they don't just have to go to church like they could also just find a group of friends that also have a similar like mission um with wanting to get to know god better or wanting to become more spiritually in tune so i think yeah i think i'm going to actually use some of these tips and i hope that our audience finds them helpful too my takeaway um is the cultural sensitivity that is associated between like religion and spirituality and being aware of like interactions with others and um being cognizant of how you may intentionally or unintentionally kind of uh be pushing your like values on another individual um so just being cognizant of that one good main point to take away is like finding what works for you um, when it comes to spirituality or religion, just finding whatever works best for you um, and not to focus on what the majority is doing or what they say, um, because yes, that works for them, but more than likely it doesn't work for everyone. So just finding what you you find that can, you know, help boost your connection um, to God through your spirituality and religion. Um, So I would say like definitely find what works for you and focus on that and improve on that. And if you wanna add some things, that's totally fine. Just, you know, find something that doesn't stress you out, uh, doesn't make it feel like um, like it's a chore to do. Like find something that, you, it's almost like a hobby like you're like I can't wait to do it like you know you should keep that type of positivity and optimism um, when it comes to your spirituality and your religion um, it shouldn't be a chore it should be like a hobby like you want to do it um, I guess for me it would be find your balance between your community and your solo activities because I think both serve their purposes and having both I think ultimately augment one another and ultimately help help you to have um, an overall better experience. So I'm still learning how to do this myself, but finding that balance. Definitely. And so it looks like this is it for today's episode. I want to thank Siobhan and Jada again for joining us today. And for our audience, please stay tuned as we dive into the other dimensions of well-being for this season.